<laughs> what a win. What a win. Uh, welcome into the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. I am joined, of course, by my vice mayor and your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Welcome in to all of you uh, here tonight. And uh, what a what a wild win that one was, Jesse. Wild, wilder than it needed to be. It was wild. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, kind of how things have been the last the last few weeks, right? I mean, the Diamondbacks, they just don't win games that aren't close, right? Like, they just don't win 6 nothing games. Can't. That's just not really part it of just, their character. It can't, and, it can't uh, just be this big one-sided, you know, victory where we just get to take the night <laughs> off emotionally after the Diamondbacks go up. No, no, no. They had to pull us back into it, which you got to admit, it's good drama. It's good TV. It's good TV. As a pro wrestling fan, I appreciate them making me care about a game that at one point I didn't care about anymore because this one was in the deep freeze uh, back when Alec Thomas hit that home run. It was over as far as I was concerned, but these Cubs, they made it very close there in the ninth inning. Yeah, they they did. Uh, Kyle Nelson continues to to struggle in the second half, and Paul Seawald continues to not look very good, uh, and yet still walk off the mountain with a win, uh, which which Ends, is something that we've said about. Yep, he's he's sort of mastered that art. We've seen him. We've seen him <laughs> do. Uh, he only had to get two outs, but uh, yeah, he gave up the home run, and then and then was able to get those two outs after that. But yeah, I mean, still a huge win for the Diamondbacks, right? I mean, Brandon yeah. fought, outpitched Justin Steele. I don't think that m- many people had that on their bingo card. That Steele yes, was sir. going to give up six runs when Brandon fought was going to go five and a third scoreless innings. Uh, the D-backs offense was not necessarily, you know, consistently on Cubs pitching all night, but they had a couple of big innings courtesy of, you know, a pair of three run home runs from Lourdes Gurriel and Alec Thomas that were obviously huge. And as things turned out, Derek, they needed, uh, they needed both of those three run home runs. Uh, if, if it was just Lourdes Gurriel with that three run shot, uh, you know, who's to say where, where we would be right now. So, uh, yeah, just a big day for the offense kind of bouncing back a little bit with some big hits and a huge day for Brandon Fox stepping up when the diamondbacks really needed him to. And of course we gave, we gave the guys that made this game difficult top billing here when we started talking about this show, but Brandon fought obviously deserves all of the flowers tonight. Everything was working for him, including locating his fastball uh, and getting his sweeper sweeping. Uh, I, I didn't update. I don't know if I updated this. I had three whiffs on his fastball and five whiffs on his sweeper. Uh, let me yeah, he had, he had four. Down. He had four on the four seamer, two on the sinker, and five yeah. on the sweeper. When it was all said and done, yeah. I mean, he was he just had everything working for him tonight. Uh, and I guess the the one the one thing here is his line ended up being that Brandon fought went five and a third innings pitched, uh, four hits, no runs, one walk, six strikeouts, pulled out of the game by Tori Lavolo with only a pitch count of seventy three. And I know that's on a lot of people's minds and should be considering the way that this game ended up going and the amount of arms that Tori had to use in order to close this game out. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it had to do with with Brandon Fott's numbers the third time through the order. Uh, I sure. mean, it's it's no, I'm sure it's no, no coincidence that that Brandon Fott got Nico Horner, who singled right right handed hitter, and then you know once he gets to Ian Happ, who's a switch hitter but has you know, is better against righties than he is against lefties. Then he had Cody Bellinger, who I believe has reverse splits this year, uh, but historically has been better against uh, against righties than lefties. 
That's the spot where Tori Lovello decided to make a move. And there is some statistical backing to that. Um, I mean, Brandon fought this year. If you look at his numbers as a starter, the third time through the order, opposing teams uh, have have teed off on Brandon fought in those situations. I believe his opponent's slugging percentage. I don't have it in front of me. I want to say it was 757. I think his opponent OPS uh, the third time around is about 1200. So, I mean, those are those are scary numbers, right? I mean, those are those are really, really big numbers. So I think that's probably where Tori Lavella was coming from. But on, at the same time, I mean, you know, fought accumulated those numbers in situations where his stuff didn't look like it did today, right? Yeah. Uh, where he didn't yeah. have the command that he did today. So it still kind of feels like there's a world in which you leave Brandon fought in that spot and he finishes a, a pretty clean sixth inning and he's able to go out there for the seventh. I think that's where I'm at, if I'm being honest. I feel like, yes, there are times where he's gotten rocked, but were those the times where he was dialed in? It's not to say that we, we've seen him, you know, get those chances very often. It's not like he has been this good in, in very many other uh, of his other starts, right? So it's like, I, I don't know. I do get it, though, because Tory's trying to manage this to a win, and he doesn't want to see yeah. it suddenly go sideways on him and this man has been front row for so many of those occasions especially when it involved brandon fought uh the offense did help brandon fought out they definitely gave him a lead early on they also helped zach gallon out a little bit in his cy young bid by doing all of this against what many consider to be the front runner for the nl cy young now which is justin uh steel and that big first inning definitely was unexpected, but it gave Brandon Fott, I think, a nice, nice start. Um, you know, just kind of have that three-run lead early on, and to be able to, you know, to pitch confidently with that kind of lead. But uh, big shout out to Lourdes Gurriel Jr. for hitting that home run. He's been fairly good at home. Uh, that's his fourth home run in his last seven games at Chase Field, uh, and of course, you know, that was. That was enough at the time, seemingly, uh, with how Brandon Fott was pitching and how some of the bullpen arms pitched. It uh, looked like that was going to be enough to get the Diamondbacks the win. Uh, however, Alec Thomas did add to that with uh, his second home run against a lefty this season uh, and now just the third of his entire career, Jesse. Uh, but, hey, he picked a great time to do it because the Diamondbacks needed that extra boost, as we would see later on in this game. Yeah, yeah, they did. And and going back to what you said about about Justin Steele earlier, I, I have to be honest and say I think that the Diamondbacks helped out Blake Snell more than they did Zach Gallon in the sure. Cy Young race. That's at this absolutely, point. I fair. still think still think Gallon is pretty pretty far outside this race after you know three of his past four outings going going the way they did. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, I mean to get to Justin Steele that quickly that early in the game. I think it was I think it was huge for the Diamondbacks. Uh, we saw Corbin Carroll lay down a bunt in that first inning as well, which was another move you know over. sort of uh, controversial situation. Yeah, Cattell is on uh, to lead off the game, and then Corbin bunts into second with one out. Some people might be wondering what what are you doing bunting a guy over from first to second when it's your best hitter at the plate yeah. and it's only the first inning in a scoreless game. It kind of feels like the D-backs just really wanted to get a run on the board. Like they really just wanted to shake off whatever happened in New York and yeah. try to get off on on the right foot and get a run on the board in in the first inning, even if it meant sacrificing a potentially bigger inning. 
And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that situation necessarily panned out for them the way that they were looking for. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an RBI single that, that scored the run in that first inning, but Lourdes Gurriel <coughs> came through with, with an enormous hitting and Christian Walker also set him up, right? It was, yeah. it was a runner at second with two outs. Uh, I think maybe a runner runner had moved to third at that point. Uh, and Christian Walker has a nice patient at bat and is able to draw a walk. And then Lourdes, you know, I think it was the first pitch of the at bat. He gets exactly what he's looking for. It was a, a slider down and in, you know, the, the honey hole to the right-handed hitter. And, uh, and Lourdes did with that pitch what he's done to some of those types of pitches this year, right? If you, you pitch inside, if you pitch middle in to Lourdes Gurriel, yeah. occasionally that's the result. It was his 24th homer of the season, which is a, you know, it's a pretty, pretty impressive number for him. It absolutely is. And I mean, Christian Walker, or you know, just taking a step back to Christian Walker, they talked about him being more patient at the plate, which is something we've discussed. We've kind of seen him go out there at times and not really show a lot of plate. I, I wouldn't say plate discipline, but like just swinging early, popping up. Um, or, you know, we even saw him the other day, I think, pop out pop out in a big um, at-bat with a 3-0 count and things like that. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's good to see Christian Walker take the two walks that he did in this game. And coincidentally enough, he did score both of the times that he got on base due to the walk. So he was it ended up being important that he was a, a duck on the pond for for both Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Alec Thomas. But yeah, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., I mean, you can't say enough about his production. There's a lot to be said. I think it was your former co-host, Jeff Weiser, who very eloquently discussed it on Twitter about how, you know, it's it's sometimes it's like like when the wins came, you know, like if you were to look at the season at the end of the season yeah. compared to what your expectations were at the beginning of the season, you probably wouldn't have considered this season at all to be a failure. But it's hard not to look at the stretches they had and not be disappointed by the results considering you know that they were so bad during a stretch in July and part of August that really you know sunk them now that these games are so close and that everything between us and the other teams are are so tight right but I, I feel like it's a similar thing with Lourdes if you're if you look at Lourdes Gurriel's over overall numbers for the season you you would say that this entire trade uh, and and Gabby Moreno with with Toronto is a smashing success and that Lourdes is, has put up some career numbers this season and and has continued to just be a big part of this offense. Uh, in fact, he's our king snake for tonight because that big three run home run put the Diamondbacks up early and and definitely was pivotal in tonight's win. Uh, unfortunately, they also did need Alec Thomas's uh, three run home run as well in order to secure this win with the way things went in the ninth inning. Uh, Alec Thomas definitely an honorable mention for King Snake in regards to his contributions. But uh, Gabriel Moreno went three for three against Justin Steele and went four for four overall in tonight's game. He was definitely missed when he was out on paternity leave. And now that he's back, the Diamondbacks instantly are are scoring offense. Uh, he didn't have a big part in the run scoring tonight, but he was still four for four and, you know, continues just to be an, uh, an incredible hitter for this team. Yeah, I, I tweeted it out. Gabby Moreno against lefties this season is now hitting 361 with a 557 slugging percentage. That'll play. Uh, he's, I mean, he's frankly been one of the one of the best hitters in baseball against lefties this season. His numbers against righties have also picked up uh, quite a bit as well. I think his OPS there though is still uh, still below 700. He's done a lot of his damage this year against lefties, 
And, uh, and yeah, I mean, he had a four hit day altogether. I believe it was the first four hit day of, of Gabby Moreno's career. And he just continues to look like, like a different hitter since coming back from, uh, from his injury about a month ago. Now, uh, he is hitting 329, 384, 582. That's his slash line since coming off the injured list with that shoulder injury on August 13th. That's an 86, 86 plate appearances, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if Gabby Moreno has power, that's a really big development. Um, you know, I mean, it's one thing to be a 270, 280 hitter, uh, you know, where, where it's mostly singles. It's another thing to do what Gabby Moreno has done over the last month, which is basically like 600. Uh, you know, if this, if this trend continues, that's a, that's a very big development for, for Moreno and the Diamondbacks. Carlos said there, uh, in the chat, Gabby's got that dad strength. Now the league ain't ready. Exactly. Exactly. There's a, there's a, there's another level of patience that comes with being a parent. And I think that's going to transfer right over uh, to the batter's box, but uh, let's also give credit where credit is due to the parts of the bullpen that worked. Uh, Saul Frank was excellent. Once again, Ryan Thompson has still not allowed a run as a member of the Arizona diamondback. Uh, this is, is he's barely allowed a hit. Is he allowed a hit? He is allowed allowed one hit, one hit. That's it. He has just allowed one hit since becoming an Arizona Diamondback. It's wild to me, right? Because this man was not this good with with Tampa, uh, and yet he comes over. It, this is like one of those like clean slate, change of scenery kind of situations. I feel like he knows what he is because his numbers aren't flashy. What's flashy is the lack of anything happening right like he goes out there and gets ground balls and gets the job done he gets pop outs whatever like he gets he gets the job done he doesn't have a lot of strikeouts doesn't have a lot of anything like that but he also has not given up a lot of hits uh he's given up the one hit uh he has worked five and wait uh now it would be six and two-thirds innings pitch uh and i mean he just i don't know he he just continues to be incredible since he became part of this organization yeah, it still blows my mind that that Andrew Saul Frank was a a minor leaguer until I believe it was September fourth. I want to say is the day he was called up, which is eleven days ago uh, as as we record right now. Um, and then Ryan Thompson, I mean, he was let go by the Tampa Bay Rays. The Diamondbacks picked him up. They sent him to to Reno. Uh, so he, he was in triple a as of just a few weeks ago as well. And these guys have, have come up to the majors and had some early success. And with the state of this diamondbacks bullpen, you rattle off four or five good outings, man, you're pitching in the seventh inning in a high leverage situation, because that's just the way that things go right now with the back end of this D backs bullpen. They need that kind of stability and they've, they've found it with those two guys so far. I'm going to defend for a moment here. Uh, Ryan Thompson's season just because I'm looking back at his numbers and I wanted to see where things went wrong. Jesse through May 6th, he had a 1.80 ERA. Yeah. Through May 7th, he had a 2.45. Then you have a bad outing here where he gives up in one and two thirds innings, three hits, five earned runs. Since that bad outing, he has given up three four earned runs since May 13th at a major league level. Like you said, he did spend some time in July and most of most of July and August or excuse me, uh, most of June, July and August, not pitching at a major league level. Um, but man, let me tell you, it, it it's like 
there wasn't it's not a it's not a big sample size for his lack of success. It's almost just one yeah. really bad outing considering he's a reliever like screwed up his entire season it almost feels like i mean he only has two games this year uh, uh strike that three games this year where he's given up two earned runs um so i mean like you know when you're a reliever <laughs> that's all it takes really to make your numbers look absolutely atrocious i guess i don't know but well i mean uh, when you when you pitch for the tampa bay rays right and especially at that time i mean the tampa bay rays were just on a completely different level than basically yeah. the rest of the league for a while there the bar is is set pretty high, right? I mean, Ryan Thompson just two years ago at a two three eight ERA was a pretty big part of that Rays bullpen last year. Not quite as good. He still had a three eight zero ERA. And this year, to your point, you look at his numbers. I mean, the man has given up fifteen hits in twenty four and a third innings, combining his his numbers in Tampa with his numbers in Arizona. Opposing hitters are hitting one seventy four off him, and he has yeah. a WHIP of zero point nine zero. There, I mean, there are some numbers here that are actually the best of his career, not not the worst. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I I think it was a, a great pickup by the Diamondbacks. They signed him to a Absolutely. minor league deal three days after uh, the Tampa Bay Rays DFA'd him, and. Uh, I think it was, you know, a sort of an incentive or may, I, probably some incentives in the contract, but basically a deal where if the D-backs didn't call him up to the majors as of a certain date, then Thompson would have had the ability to walk and go elsewhere. But the Diamondbacks did call up Thompson to the majors by that specific date, and he has been lights out ever since. And we should all be glad uh, they did. Another guy that's been lights out is Kevin Ginkle. He tossed another scoreless inning and continues to lower his ERA. Uh, this man, uh, another, I, I guess you could say a, another almost mistake, you know, the way that he was once cast off and sent down to, to AAA, but uh, currently has a 2.23 ERA this season, Jesse. And like, I, I don't know, there's, there's few, uh, there's the new guys that have been impressing me, Saul Frank, you know, Thompson, but Kevin Ginkle just feels like the security blanket. He's just, it's just warm. It's got the good edge, you know, the nice velvety edge of a blanket. That's like just a quality, you know, blanket. But I just, Kevin Ginkle's just been uh, incredibly good as a reliever for this team. The Diamondbacks, frankly, only have one reliever who has been consistently good the entire season, and it's Kevin Ginkle. And I don't think there's anyone else that even remotely belongs in that conversation, frankly. Paul Seawald has only been here for a portion of the year, and you know, he's gotten the job done, but as we talked about earlier, he's been pretty shaky. Other relievers have had their moments. Scott McGuff was really good for about a month. Kyle Nelson was really good in the first half. Andrew Chafin early in the season had a nice run. Even Miguel Castro was getting yeah. some big high leverage outs early in the season. But there's only one guy who has been consistently good just the entire way, even though he was sent down to Reno right back in June for, for a span of a couple of weeks, the Diamondbacks best reliever by far uh, pitched in triple a for, for a portion of this season, but he just continues to be a staple at the back end for this team. Brand, Brandon has the right idea here. Jesse he says Ginkle Thompson. I legitimately trust Saul Frank Seawald and Zavala. I'm close to trusting <laughs> Zavala should absolutely be in there as one of your most trusted. Yeah. So right it, it do some weak contact uh, the other night, Derek, you have to, you have to let you, there's not much swing and miss there there but you know hey, he's got, he's got you know he got the job the done basketball. jesse he got the job done the numbers aren't <laughs> sexy just like ryan thompson's but he got the job done
Uh, well, you guys are hilarious, and we appreciate you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. Like I've said, that's our little attaboy that makes me feel good about doing this show. Of course, uh, if you're listening, uh, there it is. Drop a like. Look at that guy. Jesse, get out of his way. Get out the other way, the other direction. Lean the other direction. Are you, You're leading into him. Get out. There we go. Get out of the way. Me and Gabby. Gabby Sr. now, by the way. Yo, Gabby, Gabby. Drop a like. Drop a like. Do what Gabby says and drop a like, of course. Uh, also, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, you didn't get to see all that magicness. It was like this giant drop a like ad uh, up on the screen. Smash that like button, like Cog says. Uh, again, if you're on the audio podcasting side, you can leave us a review. We appreciate that. Make sure you're subscribed there as well. Uh, if you have not signed up for BetMGM, we implore you to do so. I promise you that it will make uh all watching all sports better and sports the sports season the best time of the year is here it's almost the baseball postseason you got all of this other sports coming up you got lots of things going on you got basketball hockey right around the corner football's already in swing i know because i'm leading our fantasy football league on phnx just thought I'd throw that out there but you know what you can do uh is if you're new to BetMGM, you can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. All you have to do is place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at a standard odds price on a qualifying bet. Once you have placed a qualifying bet, you'll receive those $200 in bonus bets regardless of your outcome of your wager. And of course, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've won some, I've lost some, I've hit some big parlays this week. It was a big, it was a big week for hitting parlays. And of course, you know, uh, one thing to look out for on bet MGM is all of their odds boosts. One of the ones I got for the NFL boosted my winning doubled, doubled it for that Cardinals game. So I didn't have to go all crazy on the, uh, on, on, on the selections I made for my self made same game parlay i just had to throw a couple of things in there get a decent i, I think i got it up to plus 600 plus 650 it doubled it to plus 1300 so do not miss out on the odds boosts you sometimes you got to opt in for those so make sure to pay attention to all of the offers up at the top in your app again sign up for bet mgm and use bonus code phnx place your first bet offer uh your first bet uh, through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, you will receive that $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. We don't do that on Fridays, Damon. We do that on <laughs> did I, Mondays. Did I, did I hear the mailbag Monday theme for a second there? <laughs> I, every time I hear Shane's voice, I just think about how much I miss him. By the way, Shane has literally left us for four months to travel around the country to do his amazing videos at football tailgates all around the nation. I This is incredible. It's Allegedly, what Shane was born to right? do. What's that? Allegedly. We don't, Alleg- we don't, know. Oh, allegedly. We don't know where we don't know where Shane is. No, right? you're right. We don't know what Shane is actually That's a doing perfect right now. Cover. You are right. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna ask any questions about that, but I don't know if he's actually involved in the production of any of these videos that we end up seeing, right? Like, who's the man behind the camera? It could be anybody. 
allegedly you're right i don't know why i believe these things this is why jesse is our journalist i'm too gullible i'm too naive i just believe anything i just go just go with the flow too much but i will tell you this uh i know at least movies and television shows which jesse absolutely knows none of those things so depending on what your necessities are we hope to meet all of your needs for entertainment and journalism i guess but uh another source of trying to meet all of your needs for all that stuff is fubo tv it's got 140 live channels of sports shows movies and news and you can stream fubo tv from any device you can watch the most arizona sports for the lowest price uh no contract no cable no sign up none of that stuff you just you're no hassle you do have to sign up but once you sign up you can start watching immediately with a thousand hours of cloud dvr storage included and no extra charge so make sure to not miss out on all that stuff i talked about earlier that's coming up here right around that corner don't miss out on football they have the red zone over there red zone's the best thing to watch football on. we've all agreed about that but uh watch all of your favorite college football and the nfl with fubo go to fubotv.com slash phnx to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro Today in baseball was Roberto Clemente Day around baseball, or Jesse, as I like to call it, the reason why I knew baseball existed as a small child, um, because really? I'm Puerto Rican. And uh, wow. uh, Roberto Clemente is an, like, I, I can't stress enough how big of a hero Roberto Clemente is. Like, more than like politicians on the island, more than like, you know, I mean, the most famous of famous people. I mean, I mean, this is how famous Roberto Clemente is. He is one of 10 people that are an actual like official national hero of the island. And the other nine are all people that were involved in like politics and the like crew, like the freedom, like like freeing the people on the island, like bigger things as far as like the the, the, the island went and, and, and being what they are today. Uh, and Roberto Clemente, he was just a 15-time All-Star. That's all he was. But the man was just, he was such an amazing person and such an amazing, like, part of baseball. It's just crazy to think that, like, he he died in a plane crash on New Year's Eve trying to deliver aid to people uh, who needed it. You know, like, that's such a... I mean, that's that's the reason why he's beloved, and that's the re- reason why he's considered to be the hero he was. He was always trying to... Uh, he was always involved in charity work and delivering aid to like Latin American countries and Caribbean countries and things like that. But it's just yeah. wild to really think about like, uh, you know, the, the NL MVP, the, the 1971 world series MVP also jumping on a plane, like two years after he won a world series and was the MVP and going to deliver aid himself. Like, like what a selfless act of being so directly involved in trying to positively impact the lives of others of people that need help you know what i mean like that's yeah. just why he's such a such a big part of this game and why he, you know he's honored the way he is to this day but yeah i mean um like he's beloved in a way that i honestly did not understand myself until i got old enough to understand the impact that he truly had right because like I just, I just, I just always want to know why we had all this Pittsburgh Pirates stuff in my house. That's why I like that. That was my main question. Like we, we were not Pittsburgh Pirates fans. Why do we have all of this stuff in my house? And that's pretty much until I was like about eight or nine that I really start to, you know, uh, not question why all that stuff was around and that it was more about just one person. But 
Um, yeah, yeah you had a decent, uh, you had a decent baseball career, Derek. Uh, he did. He, he did. Uh, he had three, three fifty one in nineteen sixty one. He had three fifty seven in nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. He led the league in batting average four separate times. He had a three seventeen career batting average, which is really just insane. I mean, something you, just doesn't really happen anymore at this point. Uh, you know. Uh, 240 career home runs, just an incredible all-around player. As you said, a 15-time All-Star. That that seems decent. Almost yeah. 100 wins above replacement in his career, according to Baseball Reference. So, yeah, he did. You know, he did some cool things. You know, for some people, he did. Uh, he did, but he, he also he did was, some cool things in baseball. <laughs> he did some cool things in baseball too. Just just the kind of guy that you know. I mean, everyone obviously. Um, he was just an incredible example of what it looks like to not only be an incredible pro athlete, but also to, you know, give back to your community. And, you know, yeah. it's something that a lot of Absolutely. players now are kind of looking back on his example and, uh, try, I don't know if anyone is really doing quite what Roberto Clemente did, but, you know, no. trying to give back in, in whatever way they can. And I mean, if they did bases, like, it, I don't know if anybody would let a player directly be so involved in yeah, the there would distribution be some serious, of aid where uh, he's going himself with like, you know, with, with the stuff and, and just everything that ended up causing his death due to that, that particular flight that he was on. Right. But yeah. also like I grew up in a world where I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't imagine a lot of things that I read about in history books, including losing someone that was as important to the game of baseball as Roberto Clemente due to something like this until what we went through with like Kobe. And I felt like even though Kobe wasn't on like a humanitarian thing or whatever, Kobe was just like a beloved athlete. That was one of the best to ever play his game. And like, just, just to lose him so tragically, like it, it was the one time it, it, it was where I could finally be like, my God, this is like, I, I didn't have anything ever to compare it to, but like, that's the closest thing I can imagine. And I know like at the time it was, you know, an absolute tragedy, you know, in, in the sports world, much like what we went through with Kobe Bryant. So like, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just something that's hard to imagine, especially considering, like I said, that the man, it, it happened, what, like a, a year and a half after he was the world series MVP in 1971. Like, it's just crazy. But uh, absolutely tremendous person and like absolutely uh, uh you know uh definitely should be somebody that's honored the way that baseball honors him uh and they do have the roberto clemente award which uh nick ahmed i think someone's bringing up is uh is somebody that that people uh the diamondbacks uh nominated and absolutely somebody that deserves you know uh the nomination he is an incredible person when it comes to giving back his community and just everything else he's involved with um but I mean, this is uh, this this was a day that definitely it was an important day for the Arizona Diamondbacks, Roberto Clemente Day. When you look around baseball, we take a look at the scoreboards. Uh, things didn't really go their way as far as the other scores for the teams that are also in this wild card race. Uh, the only thing I think re really the only ball that bounced their way was maybe in that Colorado game. Uh, that was such a wild game uh, yeah. going there into. Uh, I think the eighth inning or was it, was it the eighth or the ninth, the, the Colorado Rockies through eight, they had a, uh, they had a no hitter going on. And then yeah, uh, the giants busted <laughs> that up in the ninth. Yeah. Th 
<laughs> it was such a hilarious game. I think I think both of us were kind of kind of like watching it on the side as the Diamondbacks we game was going on. Uh, yeah, I mean the Rockies had a a combined no hitter going through eight innings, but they were also down one to nothing heading into the bottom of the eighth inning. They hadn't scored themselves. Logan Webb was on the mound for the Giants. Of course, he's one of the one of the best starters uh, in the National League. Chase Anderson started this game for the Colorado Rockies, who, of course, Diamondbacks legend, right? Chase Anderson, former Diamondback. Chase Anderson came in with, I think, basically the highest ERA of any starter who had thrown like 70 or more innings or something this season. Like, he had not been a good pitcher uh, for the Rockies coming into this game. But, you know, this is sort of the the uh, you-can't-predict-baseball uh, moments, right, where Chase Anderson goes out there and dominates, and the Rockies, you know, relievers were were kind of doing the same thing. Uh, and then, yeah, the Rockies were able to tie it up at one in the bottom half of the eighth inning. They were trailing one to nothing. They tied it up at one, uh, and then heading to the ninth, they still have the no hitter going. That no hitter was broken. Uh, I think it was J.D. Davis. I want to say who who broke that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, from there. The uh, the Giants, uh, you know, took a took a, a lead. They had a two one lead in the top of the ninth. And then courtesy of a throwing error in the bottom half of the ninth inning, the Rockies were able to, to walk it off. So just a crazy game all the way around. Welcome in AZ Sports Girl 224. You're late. Um, I will be marking that on your record, by the way, but good to see you. Uh, Gabriel Ferreira makes a great point. He says the new wildcard format is saving baseball. There's over 10 teams whose fate is not determined at this point in the season. Lots of teams are a good, bad week away from winning, losing everything. And that is such a great point. It's what's making it so much fun to watch this. And honestly, there are, yeah. you know, not, there aren't a lot of games left. And it feels, once again, like every single series, every single game is a playoff series. Let's take a look at that scoreboard real quick once again, uh, just because I wanted to get the scores for the audio listeners out there. Uh, the Atlanta Braves lost to the Miami Marlins for some inexplicable reason by a score of 6-9. <laughs> uh, the Mets went right back to being who we thought they were. They lose to the Cincinnati Reds 5-3. to three. Uh, so, of course, there's there's two teams that we needed to lose that didn't. Uh, Milwaukee wins, so they maintain their lead uh, or extend it, I guess you could say, yeah. on the Chicago Cubs after they lose 5-3. to three, They beat the Washington Nationals. Phillies beat St. Louis 5-4. to four, And, again, the Colorado Rockies win that game 3-2. to two. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's take a look how this impacts the wild card standings because it absolutely does for the D-backs. Once again, here we are back in this in this weird in this weird. Okay, now there's a completely reshuffle of the same teams, and they're in just different spots. Uh, the Reds and Diamondbacks are tied at 77 and 72. Of course, the Reds hold the tiebreaker over the D-backs should they tie uh, end up tied at the end of the season. The Marlins are half game back, and the Giants now one full game back. Uh, but this list's getting a little bit. It's getting a little bit slimmer. It's getting a little bit slimmer. There's definitely a lot. I mean, they're not eliminated yet, but there's a lot of teams that there is some distance between them, and they probably won't be able to make up any ground to get back into this. So uh, these teams are the ones we will be fighting with to the end. And, of course, after the Diamondbacks have this series with the Cubs, they go on to a pivotal two-game series with the San Francisco Giants. 
I think at this point, the ship is basically sailed for, for the Cubs to catch the Brewers. Uh, I want to say it's five and a half games at this okay. point that the Cubs yeah. trail the Brewers in the central. So, I mean, five and a half games with, you know, what, 13, 14 games to go. That's, that's we did that to possible. them. We ruined that for them. Yeah, and the Rockies, right? They just lost two. The Cubs just right. lost two out of three to the Rockies before coming coming to Arizona. So, yeah, I mean, the Cubs are uh, Cubs are still. I mean, they're they're not safe, right? I mean, the, after the way that they've played over the last week, they lost three out of four to the Diamondbacks, two out of three to the Rockies. So the first game here against the D-backs in this series. I mean, because of this stretch, suddenly the Cubs are not not as safe as we might have thought they were, you know, last week at this time. So. They're only a game and a half at this point ahead of the Diamondbacks, ahead of the Cincinnati Reds. The other big takeaway from today is the Diamondbacks do now have the tiebreaker with the Chicago Cubs. So if That's right. somehow, some way that, you know, were to come down to the D-backs uh, and the Cubs having the exact same record at the end of the season, that is possibly the one tiebreaker that the D-backs would win. They've already lost the tiebreaker to the Reds, already lost the tiebreaker with the Marlins. Currently, uh, not in good position with the Giants. They would have to win both games in that series uh, next week in order to flip that tiebreaker in their favor. But uh, yeah, that is a, you know, it really could come into play. I mean, it, it felt like the Cubs and the and the Phillies were sort of doing their own thing at the top of this wild card race, but the Cubs have fallen quite a bit here over the last few days. Yeah, well, I mean, we need anything we can get. And of course, that's why this was so important. Uh, I didn't expect the Diamondbacks to do this to the Cubs. And at this point, uh, obviously, they they still haven't won this series yet. But should they win this series, I think that this was actually a, quite impressive. And I know what happened in New York happened. I, I, I can't explain how the Diamondbacks still just can't figure out the Mets. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of overlooked the Mets, which maybe that was the problem. I, I was really concerned about these two series with the Cubs. Uh, I just didn't know that it would come down to potentially helping the Diamondbacks maybe slide into that second position or at least just secure, you know, one of the two positions, you know, them and the Reds might take over and the Cubs fall out of things. So it'll be interesting how this plays out. And uh, I know I've said that probably one million times on this show, but it really is. It's so much fun. It will be it, interesting. It will be interesting. It's just – but it's 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 just – like, I I don't know. I mean, baseball tends to be one of those sports that the division leaders run away with it. The wild card teams are usually pretty damn good. So, like, maybe maybe in the past I remember, you know, a, an occasion or two where there was a fight for the wild card spots or whatever. But this has just felt different. And I think this is much, much like the pitch clock in tonight's game, almost being this close to being, uh, you know, a two-hour game. Uh, it's these are things that are making baseball more fun to watch. And I think it is going to be the kind of thing that brings brings more viewers in, which is essentially the goal with everything they're trying to do with with this type of stuff. Yeah, to, to the earlier point of, you know, this this wild card format saving baseball. I, I, I definitely see uh, I definitely see where we're coming from on that. I mean, yeah, the Diamondbacks wouldn't. I mean, I guess they still would, right? If we had two wild card spots, the Diamondbacks are just talking about how close they are to the Cubs. This National League race is is crazy enough that a lot of these teams would still be involved in the race. I'm not sure if I if I love uh, the addition of the third wild card in in both leagues. I still think 12 playoff teams out of 30, you know, in in a sport like baseball where there's just so much volatility and you know, teams in the playoffs can can so easily just have a bad few games and lose to teams that are far, far inferior to them. 
Um, so I, I still honestly don't love it, but I understand where people that's, are coming from. That, that's you all know. sports, man. And I mean, you're giving people a series. Like, I get what you're saying, though. Like, especially baseball's in the just different. Baseball's yeah. different. Like in the NBA, as much as I think it's stupid to basically have 20 playoff teams at this point, which is basically what the NBA has. Like the one or two seed in the NBA just isn't going to lose like the eight or nine seed or whatever. I know there are some examples, but extraordinarily rare. In baseball, that ha- that can really happen, right? Like you, like the Braves could drop a series to you know if if I don't know some team like uh, the Padres. Like if the Padres were in the playoffs and the Braves played the Padres, obviously it's not going to happen this year. But it, would it be impossible for the Padres to to win a seven game series or a five game series over the Braves? Absolutely, it would be possible, right? I mean, that's that's just that's just the nature of of this sport compared to others. So. I, I still don't love it, but yeah, I, I know people are saying I'm no fun, but that's that's my I'm old just letting you cook. Just today. go ahead. Just talk your talk, <laughs> man. Just talk in in I will under, say Jeffrey, like, like I like I said before though, if the third wild card spot didn't exist, the Diamondbacks still have something to play for right now. That's right. The Marlins fair. still have something to play for. So the Reds, all these the Giants, teams, yeah. all of these teams still have something to play for. Very true. Very, very true. Well, uh, I'll tell you, you have something to play for, and that is the fact the Diamondbacks still have some home games that you can attend. You can show up. You can root this team on. They definitely need your support. They need you to come out, and a great way to get your tickets to that is by going through game time. Again, it'll, game time allows you to wait until the last minute and get the best deals on last minute tickets. Uh, and then that way, you know, if you have the ability to go, you know, if you're free that day, you don't have to try to plan things out or move things around. You can just grab tickets to a baseball game and go because there aren't a lot of baseball games left. Uh, there are two more games in this Cubs series. There are two more games uh, against the Giants. And then there are three more games against the Astros. And that is it, folks. That's it for the regular season of baseball. Even in, <laughs> even at 162 games, somehow it seems to come and go pretty quickly. But uh, you can get your tickets to these last couple of games through game time. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the app. Create an account and use code PHNX to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code 20 uh, PHNX for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute ticket deals uh lowest price guaranteed uh and also make sure uh that if you are going anywhere here in the valley you get yourself a pair of shady ray sunglasses uh shady rays is uh it's a must-have for all residents of the valley and anywhere where the sun shines because it is uh guilt Gear built to last, uh, premium polarized shades from an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. And of course, they also have the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. They have their lost and broken replacement plan, which they told us if you lose or break your Shady Rays, even on day one, they will send you out a brand new pair, no questions asked. So you can shop their entire collection here in town at Carolyn Commons. You can also buy online. And if you like the ones you get, you keep them. They're great. They fit you great. They're they're inexpensive, but they're high quality. They're durable glasses. If you don't like the sunglasses you get, you can return them, get your money back. You can return them for a different pair within 30 days, uh, and you will get uh, that either your money back or, or your brand new pair for free. Uh, Shady Rays has your back long after you shop, so there is no risk when you do shop with them online. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the, sh- try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, also, speaking of rave reviews, 
Uh, get yourself a diehard me membership. Shout out to our newest diehard, Brian, who signed up today. Uh, I know Brian's been uh, on our show in our chat before. Uh, and of course, we're always, we always love when you guys finally just join us. Just do it. I mean, you know, finally, gosh, Brian. <laughs> finally, what were you waiting for so long, Brian? Uh, no, diehard membership actually is a great value. You get your $50 gift certificate from Mountain Mike's. You get a free t-shirt or hat from the phnxlocker.com right there pays for your stuff then you get all these other benefits 20 percent off all future purchases you get yourself a gift uh, uh dobson ranch ranch card forgetting all of the great stuff you get jesse's newsletter full count you get all the wonderful newsletter all the wonderful content from all of our writers nothing is locked to you as a diehard you also get access to our members only discord lounge which is the best place to be an arizona sports fan you get discounts with our partners you get uh exclusive merchandise you get exclusive invites to events and so much more so uh yeah cog says the discord rocks he's absolutely right become a diehard today uh and yes arizona sports girl you will absolutely have to become a diehard so join us over here uh, immediately there were some pre-game takeaways including a not so great update about our pal dre jameson which puts fire in my blood jesse i don't like to hear negative things coming out about dre jameson and his rehab so what's going on there yeah it sounds like dre jameson has basically been shut down uh tori lavello said that his progress has been stopped and pulled back those were his exact words uh dre jameson apparently experienced some arm tenderness uh, is how mm -hmm. how it was described so uh tori said there had been some sort of imaging done uh but he didn't know the results of that as of yet so hopefully we'll get some more information on that but Tori didn't say this, Derek, but I I feel pretty safe saying that Trey Jamison's season is probably over at this point. It's it already seemed pretty unlikely for him to be able to find his way back. Right now, if if they're shutting him down, if he's not throwing anymore, it's hard to see how he could pull it together. And you know, in basically two weeks, that's all we all we have left at this point. I know you have no way of knowing this. I know this would be pure speculation, but do you think that this is a bad sign that? that maybe he might end up needing surgery that he was trying to avoid? Or do you think this is just potentially trying to let him rest and, and again, not have any more stress put on that, that on that arm? Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to say. I mean, if, if they did imaging, then, you know, obviously it's to the point where they want to, they want to check and, and make sure they know what's going on in there. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say anything for sure, but the D-back sounded pretty confident in, in the last few weeks, at least, that Dre would be able to avoid Tommy John surgery. Tori has said that he was he's more confident than he was when, when Dre initially made that decision and, and decided to go that direction. I'm not sure how much this situation changes that, if, if it changes that at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's never good. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're experiencing tenderness, uh, is basically yeah. a code word for pain, right? Cramping, uh, and yeah, that's just that that's obviously not a good sign. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. And, you know, hopefully for Dre, he's, he's able to avoid that. I am no doctor. I am no medical professional, but the way I've kind of felt is kind of, I guess how Elise put it here in the comments, she said, he just needs to get the Tommy John instead of delaying the inevitable and wasting three more months the non-surgery approach doesn't normally work. That's kind of, that was my first reaction when I heard that he wasn't going to, to have the surgery, but that's yeah. only because we're so conditioned to hearing, like you said, the code words that we hear about a pitcher specifically and where those, 
where those ailments are occurring. And usually we instantly know that that means that there's a good chance this could result in Tommy John surgery or, you know, you know, or at least being shut down for a significant period of time. That's what we're seeing now out of Dre, the shutdown. But uh, let's let's hope that he doesn't need the surgery because that would be a tremendous amount of time lost on top of the time he's already lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the timing is really what's important, you know, to this point they haven't really lost anything because they knew that, it, you know, if Dre had had Tommy John surgery two months ago, he wasn't going to pitch next year almost yeah. certainly. Right. Um, right. And if, you know, if he has the time, if he has Tommy John surgery now or, you know, in the next month, he's, he's also not going to pitch next year, That's but fair. theoretically would still be okay for, for the year after. Long so, season. Yeah, so you just have to hope that this isn't a situation where, you know, uh, he he continues to just kind of work through it for now and come into next season, and then he later finds out that he actually needs surgery, and then you're talking about, you know, potentially cutting into his 2024 season as well, uh, or his 2025 season as well. My gosh, next year's 2024. We're like we're like four months away from 2024. That's terrifying. I know. I'm well yeah. aware of that. Time just flies by me jesse at this age it's just <laughs> 2019 2022 2024 that's where i'm at now i don't even know anymore but oh man yeah like this is uh this is not great but we uh, absolutely wish dre the best and we hope to hear the best when it comes to his rehabilitation but uh tory also had a fairly strong message for his players today and i don't think that it's Nothing. It's. I don't think it's anything you wouldn't expect a coach to say, but yeah. I mean, it 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 was the kind of thing that puts fire in your blood. It's the kind of thing that makes you want to run through a goddamn brick wall for Tori Lavolo, uh, and that was that he said this: "Give me everything you got for 14 days. Give me your best 14, and do it for me. Do it for the coaches that are there training you and talking to you. Do it for your brother that is sitting next to you." You just have I you just have to hope that he didn't he said 14 games, not 14 days, because the D-backs actually have 16 days left in the season. So, you know, if they're great for 14 days, Derek, but they're really not for the Jesse, last get out. We'll, get we'll, out. We'll know why, David, right? Make him leave the fucking thing now. I'll do the rest <laughs> of the show by myself. Here I was being inspirational. And you're going to shut me down in that moment? You're going to shut me down when I'm getting ready to get fired up, Jesse? Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I'm just saying those that. those those, detail, those you're details lucky matter, You're we're not in the studio together. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's attacking you, and they should in the chat. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, at least give me 14 out of the next 16 days. Give me the best that you got in those 14. I mean, days. if they win all 14, then, yeah, they probably could take – or if they if they win every game for the next 14 days, they probably could take those last two days off. So yeah. maybe that's what Tori was maybe that's what Tori was getting at. Yeah. There. He's they're <laughs> one and oh. So it's worked so far. It's worked so far. <laughs> <laughs> it was an exciting one. It got thrilling, but it was there's still one and oh. So all right. Well, we will uh we got an exciting announcement. I I think we've been meaning to announce this all week long, and I'm just again. You guys are all calling me old. This backs that up. It tracks. Um, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Derek is old. Thanks, Damon. Son of a bitch. Um, Damon likes to hide under the PhD. I know. Like what a Damon. coward. He's, he's an he's absolute like a, coward. He's like an innocent uh, spokesperson for the company. Uh, we're going to have a special episode on Sunday. 
uh, because the Diamondbacks have been moved into the ESPN Sunday night baseball slot. Uh, they Their game time was changed, I believe, from 110 to 410. And we will be here covering it uh, post-game. So make sure to join us for a very special post-game show on Sunday, starting after the game wraps up, uh, going 10 minutes, live 10 minutes after the final out. And I don't know where Jesse will be. He'll be somewhere in the stadium. I'll make sure to grab him and find him somewhere. But I think we're going to be in studio. So uh, join me and Sean there in studio, and Jesse will come to us live somewhere from the stadium. But uh, we're very excited for this series because, obviously, this is – a very important series and uh yeah i know i know it's uh it's a football sunday but we don't have a lot of these left there's not a lot of regular season games left so make sure to join us uh 10 minutes after the final out yes sunday night podcast let's go uh also make sure to fuel yourself up at circle k it's america's thirst stop uh they have a brand new membership program excuse me <coughs> uh, again the old thing uh they have a brand new membership program <laughs> where you can get uh drinks so that when you need to cough and you have dry mouth like I have right now, you can prevent that kind of thing. They have all sorts of wonderful drinks uh, over at Circle K. And if you join their Inner Circle prog- uh, program, you will get those drinks for even cheaper. They have a brand new membership program that's free. You can save 25 cents per gallon on gas for your first five Phillips. You can also get buy five, get six free on a selection of Circle K products, including pizza, coffee, and ice cold fountain drinks, which I need right now. Mm. There you go. But join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And also, get Four Peaks beer. It's the beer I'm drinking. Again, the Joy Bus Wow Wheat. It's good for losses. It's good for wins. It's good for any occasion. Uh, You can get your Four Peaks at Circle K or anywhere you get your beer. It is the official craft beer of the Arizona Dimebacks. Of course, you can get it at Chase Field, up there at the Four Peaks Draft Room, or all around Chase Field. Uh, and it is pumpkin porter season, so do not miss out on the pumpkin porter. Back on shelves and in draft lines throughout the valley right now, so uh, don't miss that. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite brewery tours and events. Stein holding, win yourself some stuff. Go out there and show those guns off. Oktoberfest, which is always a good time to drink some beers. And of course, the Haunted Brewery Tours, which exposes the fact that ghosts make their beer over at four peaks it's a whole thing they have going on that i don't even want to get into but all of that's right around the corner so check out at four peaks brew at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery must be 21 or older to drink four peaks please drink responsibly and i guess you have to be a ghost to be a brewer over there i don't know how that whole thing works but uh we are going to get out of here we thank you guys for being here on a friday night with us we thank the arizona diamondbacks for holding on to a very close victory of course uh you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D backs. I'm not going to mess Damon because he'll shout at me from the PHNX sports account in here. Uh, we are Damon's dogs and you can follow Damon at Damon dog. That's D a W G drop a like. There we go. Get that guy back up there. Jesse get out of the way again. Uh, anyway, you can follow our show at PHNX underscore D backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you guys again so much uh, for stopping by. And again, we will see you guys on Sunday. In the meantime, we thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when your bullpen doesn't always make it exciting.